2: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
4: Now let's get this
5: party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. As you are waking up on the West Coast, I hope you stayed up last night and watched Monday Night Football because we saw an absolute classic with so many improbable twists and turns. The Ravens on the road against the Browns. And I mean, really, Lamar Jackson leaving in the fourth quarter. And while he's not there, the Browns come storming back, take a uh, take a 35, I think it was. Am I right about this? A 35 to 34 lead. Is that right, dub? Uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, you have, Lamar Jackson suddenly come running back out after Trace McSorley has helped the team get down the field, and on a fourth and five, Lamar Jackson hits Hollywood Brown. He came in only for that fourth down play, straight out of the locker room. A lot of people, based on the way Lamar Jackson was running, yours truly as well, among them, thought that there was a bathroom-related issue that maybe Lamar Jackson had to get to the bathroom in a hurry. He said that he needed uh, IVs because he was cramping. And so he gets into into the locker room. He's gone for, what was the total amount of time that he missed, Dub? Like 12 minutes of the game? I mean, it was a long time that he was there for most of the fourth quarter. And he finally comes back out with two minutes late, fourth and uh, two minutes remaining in the game fourth and five Trace McSorley injured in comes Lamar Jackson and on fourth and five scrambles to his right and hits Hollywood Brown for a touchdown they then go for two and get it which was pretty incredibly significant would turn out to be pretty incredibly significant then the Browns have the ball and i think there was like 151 remaining or something like that when Baker Mayfield took possession But they went to the length of the field almost so quickly, you like snap your fingers and they were down there. And so they get the other way uh, and put themselves into a position where they score with so much time left, they then kick the extra point and were tied at 42. Now, I thought the Browns might have made the decision to go ahead and go for two. And in fact, you and I, Dub, were texting about this And my scenario was, though, there needed to be like 15 or 20 seconds left where basically you feel like it's your two point conversion or not to win the game so that you're not then giving the other team an opportunity to come back down and kick a field goal. But with a minute left, if you go for two, you're risking your opportunity to win the game. And then there's still too much time left for the opponent to be able to come back down and still kick a field goal. So the entire process was set up so that they had to kick the extra point. And then Justin Tucker, one of the great NFL kickers of all time, bombs through a 55-yard field goal. Now, that wasn't the end of the story because one error that Lamar Jackson made was there was no reason for him to spike the football with seven seconds left. And this seems like a small thing, but it really isn't because if the Ravens had missed that field goal, then the Browns would have had a couple of seconds left to potentially throw a Hail Mary and try to win the game in regulation. I'm not sure they would have done it, but they would have if he had missed. But even though he made it, the Browns still had the ball with one possession, one second left, and they ended up with one of the all-time worst beats in the history of sports gambling, taking a safety. So the insult to the injury here was, I'm sure there are a lot of you out there listening to me right now who had gambled on the over-under in this game. Sorry, if you had the over, you won easily. Uh, Because the line was like, I mean, nearly each team hit the over by themselves. But had bet like I did, I had the Browns plus three thought I was going to get a straight push instead a safety on the final play because they ran it all the way back from the 25 yard line running lateral plays and as soon as it ended up in the end zone all of us who had the browns plus 3 were in trouble and you get a cover there in the end zone which is just an absolute absolutely brutal way to have the uh, to have the day end from a gambling perspective but the game itself, big takeaway to me in the larger context, and I've talked a lot about this, Ravens likely to win their final three. That will mean they get on a five-game winning streak coming out of uh, out of their loss against the uh, Steelers when they didn't have Lamar Jackson. So they are likely, the Ravens are, I believe, to finish 11-5, and win their final three, and I think that the Browns, even in defeat, likely to win against the two New York teams. They've got the Giants this weekend coming up, and then they've got the Jets. So that should get, believe it or not, the Browns to 11-4, and four, and then you've got the Steelers coming to town for the final game of the season. If you had won this game, possibility you could have been playing for the AFC North lead, but as is... Uh, it it seems like both the Browns and the Ravens are in great shape to be uh, wild card teams. Seems like to me, eleven wins for both would seem to be very likely, and the Browns still have a decent chance to get to twelve. So your three AFC wild card teams, I feel like, looking at the schedules, are likely to be in no particular order: the Browns, the Ravens and the Titans or the Colts, right? Titans and Colts right now are both tied at 9 and 4. Titans have a game on the road in 2 weeks at Green Bay and the Colts have a game in 2 weeks on the road at Pittsburgh. So if both teams continue to win, they could both finish 12 and 4. The Titans would have the tie break over the Colts if one team goes three and zero, the other one goes two and one. Then there are, uh, th- th- then you would have a clear uh, AFC championship. But either way, it seems likely to me, Dub. Looking at all of these playoffs, that we're going to have an eleven win uh, Titan team or an eleven win uh, Colts team that is likely to find itself, I believe, in the playoff, in the wild card. The other one will win the division. And then I think there's a good chance we're going to have an 11 or 12 win Browns team and an 11 win uh, Ravens team. So there's going to be my point on all this is you start looking at the AFC playoffs. We're talking about all seven teams that would make it in the AFC having I think there's a pretty good chance of this having 11 wins or more. That's a lot of really good football teams. The most successful, because we never had seven playoff teams before, the most successful collection of playoff teams that I think we've ever seen. And also those matchups, anything could happen. Going to be limited home field advantage, uh, either small crowds or no crowds. The difference between, let's say right now, uh, the Steelers, the Bills, and the Titans, and the Colts, the Browns, and the Ravens is going to be an absolute sliver of a difference. And so anything can happen. Obviously, you got the chiefs out there who are sitting as the number one overall seed sort of hanging over the entirety of uh, of the playoff picture. But that is where we are headed right now to potentially have one of the greatest fields of uh, of the NFL playoffs we've ever seen, particularly in the AFC. All right. I said I'd give you a top five, bottom five. I gave this out at the top of the second hour of the program. Here are my five best teams in the NFL right now. Chiefs, Saints, Packers, Bills, and Rams. What about my bottom five teams? The five worst teams in the NFL right now. It's getting harder to figure out who the 28th and the 29th best teams are, but just bear with me here. I've got the Carolina Panthers at 28. They seem to be fading down the stretch pretty substantially, sitting at 4-9. and We haven't had a lot of good health uh, news out of Christian McCaffrey all season, and it feels to a certain extent like they have mailed it in. The Cowboys at 29, the Bengals at 30, the Jags at 31, and the Jets at 32. That is the five at the bottom five of my list again. Carolina, Cowboys, Bengals, Jags, and Jets counting down. Any disagreement with that list at all, Dub? No, but we're
3: getting to the point of the season where the Jets could really mess up their chance at Trevor Lawrence
0: because the Jacksonville Jaguars own the quote-unquote tiebreaker. So if they both end up with one loss, Jacksonville's going to get the get the trophy at the end.
5: Yeah, well, you know what's interesting is Jacksonville has now announced they're going to go back to Gardner Minshew. And I feel like Gardner Minshew – is way more likely to get a win, frankly, than Mike Glennon was. So I wonder on some level whether they're going to put themselves, that is, the, uh, that, is that the Jags are, in a position to go ahead and eliminate uh, any possibility that they could get the number one overall pick uh, because they go out with Gardner Minshew and make some plays and win a game. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. Top five, bottom five. I'll close out the show talking more about Monday Night Football as well. But up next, the man, the myth, the legend, Petros Papadakis, AM570 LA Sports. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
4: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Christmas season music time, or else maybe we would have a brand new uh, song for Petros Papadakis because Taylor Swift has got a new album out. Have you heard it yet? You downloaded it? You've been streaming it? No, but I
7: think she works with, I know she works with people from a band I like and I've liked for like a, over a decade. How much did that
5: hurt you to find that out? Not
7: much. I mean, I understand music people are music people like Ryan Adams, who I liked until he got canceled. I guess I still like him, but don't tell anybody. Uh,
5: what did he, he get canceled for? I did, I don't, I'm not familiar with that story. Uh, uh, being abusive toward women oh, in, well, like, in, not... a, in a verbal way. That's not okay. uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. Are you, you kind of stunned that I haven't been canceled yet? Well, you have to like apologize to be canceled, and I don't. Well, that's part of it. I don't. I don't think I've ever apologized, so that that probably helps. Yeah. But, no, he uh, had
7: some issues with uh, a couple of female artists, Phoebe Bridgers, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, his wife, Mandy Moore. But yes. That being said, uh, he did a Taylor Swift album, like covered the whole thing, all and. Right. I bought a couple of those songs without telling anybody. Until now. Well, now I can't play them on the radio. No, I told you not to say anything. Yeah, okay. uh, now well, I can't listening. play them. Yeah, exactly. Now I can't play them on the radio because uh, Ryan Adams has been canceled.
5: This was like the big conversation we had about Michael Jackson and uh, R. Kelly, and because I don't, I don't choose any of the songs to get played during the show and uh and so we had a big uh, we had a big debate a while back about that speaking of which by the way do you like any christmas music is there any song that comes on and you're like oh i love it this is a holly jolly song it makes me think uh happy thoughts about christmas season
7: well i do a big part of the music for the radio show yeah. so i've spent years buying christmas music and finding odd christmas music and searching out Christmas music from different countries and (laughs) all kinds of stuff like that, and I'm just over it at this point. Now we just go smooth jazz Christmas and and let it ride, and we don't play anything that's too creative because it just, the whole thing bothers me because I've tried so hard to make it work for years and I hate it. Uh, but that's just me some people really like it I don't I don't have but I guess I like Bob Marley's version of uh, White Christmas it's very old when he was a young guy without dreadlocks yes with Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler the Bob Marley White Christmas uh, the uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Peggy Lee is an interesting song because of its history and because it sounds like it's like a 50 year old woman and she was 13 years old when they recorded that uh there are uh, i mean all the vince Waraldi music is wonderful but all that that's the music from peanuts clay yes yeah uh that's a pianist a little guy with a big mustache and really thick horn rim glasses a guy a jazz player named vince Waraldi, spelled with a g and a lot of his, all his seasonal music, like Green Sleeves and all that stuff, is really good. Like, there's a lot of good Christmas music. Moonlight in Vermont, you could say that's a Christmas song. I really like that. Frank Sinatra's version. But overall, I just like to get back to playing all my weirdo music that nobody appreciates.
5: We're talking to Petros Papadakis at The Old P uh, on Twitter Petros and Money Show, AM 570 LA Sports. That, that was way week. too much of an answer for you wasn't it no 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 i was uh i, I mean it was far too in you depth were, like, for my ability fantasy score in that moment weren't no, you no i know we already won the week so uh I, I and we won't get the new uh the new tallies until wednesday for our matchup on the final four but got congratulations I gotta, yeah thank you as well it's really for the crew because they're the ones who win whatever potential money we might be able to uh, to win in the event that that uh, that ends up happening happy for the guys I mean, that could be could be a good time could be a good Christmas for the guys now speaking of uh, of uh, of not a good Christmas last week we talked to you and your phone was a disaster what was the feedback from uh, from your hit last week
7: just mostly that I was a stupid person and I was an idiot and that I was a moron and a fool and that people were furious with my phone and frustrated and it seemed like it was a joke and it's a hard way to start your day. I've had a pretty, I've had a pretty rough weekend, Clay. I uh, with all the Pac-12 ridiculousness. Well, you know, I mean, first, like you know, Friday night, I took good care of myself. I got up, I worked out, I got dressed, I went to the studio, ready to call Cal Washington State, and then just watched Cal pack up their stuff and walk off the field. I've never yeah. seen that in my life, and yeah. <laughs> you know. It's amazing. I mean, it's... it's. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just... In my life, like, people die in the stands, and they keep playing. Right. I mean, people die around a program, and they keep playing. It takes a lot to cancel a football game
5: and just to watch... Especially when you're that close to playing it, right? It's not well, like it's one on day plane, or t- Yeah.
7: I mean, I, I used to feel this way just as an idiot broadcaster, and... I remember being when I was maybe first 4 or 5 years calling games on TV. I was in Tempe calling a Arizona State game and I got really sick. I got, you know, shivers and 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 uh couldn't uh, and and sweating and couldn't uh, sleep and was like really out of it, like disoriented and I started to think like if I don't call this football game it was like Colorado, Arizona State. What the hell am I doing in Tempe? Right. Like, what am I doing here? Like, I, I'm here for one purpose. Like, all of that is very interesting in 2020. It's kind of out the window, especially on the West Coast. But, I mean, you see these teams in the SEC and, and the ACC and the American, and they've all played, you know, over 10 games. And you say, well, well what is it? But it's the protocol and the late start for the Pac-12 and those two things mixed together have made it really hard to do games. So we got banged and I just came home and I went to sleep like just because I didn't know what else to do. And I felt depressed, so I took a nap. And then I woke up in a panic attack thinking that I had to call the game, like looking yeah. at the clock. Uh, and then uh, my son woke me up like every 20 minutes for five hours uh, that night like, like like torture and then I went on TV on Sunday and I looked all beat up you know because the makeup people got fired and I haven't slept you know so everybody was texting me like what's wrong with your face you've aged 30 years you know and then I came home and I was like well at least the week's over you know and I put my, uh, my, my sleep mask on and at 3 in the morning a something blew up in the neighborhood and my power like a
5: transformer went out. yeah
7: yes and i i sleep with a mask you know and my power went out so i started choking and i couldn't sleep and i kept expecting the power to go back on so i could put my mask back on and it never did until the sun came up and then the kids are up and time to go to school and all that and then i was like well it can't get worse than this i haven't slept in two nights and my game got canceled and i look like uh you know, uh, Danny Trejo on television. <laughs> and then they canceled my game, my Colorado-Oregon <laughs> game. Like, it just got banged, like, quick. Like, Bobby Valentine get kicked out of a baseball game. So, I'm on a roll. Like, I'm really, really crucial.
5: I will, I, there's several things I want to unpack about this. First of all, we thought we had Friday off from TV because of the Pac-12 games. There were some games scheduled on Friday in addition to the Pac-12 title game, and that's now been canceled, so we all have to work. So everybody on the show was excited to get a little bit longer weekend. We don't get that anymore, so I'm upset oh the Pac-12 whatever. about that. Second part, you were talking about being sick in Tempe. How much worse is it to be sick on the road? Because you'll remember this. like A couple of years ago, when we were doing our – I think it was like a bowl preview or something like that. I don't remember exactly the uh, the details or what exactly was going on. But I got sick. We recorded the show, and I started feeling kind of crappy during Oh, the- I remember this. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. And I finished the show, but I was like, well, hopefully I'll get better. I get back to the hotel, and I remember exactly what it was because I had to fly – to Atlanta to be there to cover the SEC championship game I think it was Alabama against Missouri whatever whoever that was it might have been four or five years ago but uh, but I I remember I had a flight like the next morning or something and I was like oh my god like I felt like I was gonna die so I got I had an early morning flight and I got him to push it and everything else but I remember when I got got to LAX and I got to the airport. I was flying to Atlanta on like one of those massive jumbo jets. And all of the US women's soccer team was also on the flight, by the way, also in coach with me. And you know when you walk onto a plane and it wasn't like a normal sized plane where you walk in and there's like, you know, you get 3 on one side, right. 3 on the other. It was like the 3 on one side, 3 on the other. And then a massive number of the seats, like five of them or whatever. And literally, I was in the middle seat in the five in the middle. And I sat down, and that's a decent length flight, right? You're going L.A. to Atlanta or whatever. And I was like, I would pay so much money just to already be home right now. Like, I was like, this is so miserable. You ever be in that situation where you're like, I don't care. Like, I would cut a check for an insane amount of money just to be able to be home in my own bed, right? I mean, that that's just how awful it was.
7: Oh, I've had to pull over on my way to the airport and barf and be like, I can't get on the plane and, like, have to, like, get myself on the plane in the morning, Yeah, meet, meet the doctor, quote-unquote doctor at the uh at the hotel and get hooked on an IV and then get freaking gurneyed out to the sideline and do do a game i yeah i did it i did a cotton Bowl like that with johnny manzel
5: oh that was a great game against Oklahoma.
7: yeah yeah so yes i've been i've been through that i do want to i do want to i do want to clarify something uh I mostly get upset when the games get banged for the players. Like I call games God willing, I'll call games for for a few more years in my life hopefully. I like to do it and I'd like to do it for a while. But and and I'm not really that worried about whether I don't get to a, be on TV or not. That's not the end of the world for me, but a lot of the people I work with, I feel awful for them uh, because People work their ass off to do this stuff, and then suddenly it gets banged. And then mostly I really feel for the players and coaches because the preparation that you go through to get into one of those physical confrontations that is a football game and to look at it on tape and to go through it and to sleep with the nerves and wake up with the butterflies and drive to the stadium – and then not play the game. I can't imagine the emptiness that comes from that. I know young people are a lot more resilient than than forty year old idiots like me, but it, it, it's a it's been a that was hard to swallow. It, it was really for me. It's mostly for the
5: players. So we're talking to Petros Papadakis. What do you think about the Pac twelve decision and the way they've set it up so that now the Pac twelve championship? And I'm putting it in quotes. Uh-huh. Is five and zero? Oh, that's a perfect sound. Five and zero oh USC against three and two Oregon. I mean, it, it, it like to me, just as a big college football fan, it sounds absolutely insane.
7: Yeah, and it, first of all, it doesn't matter, right? But to me, at this point, I almost want them to put USC. I no, I don't. Almost, I want them to to put USC in. Put them in. Put him in. I want to see SC Alabama. The uh, one I mean, versus That would be four.
5: a monster massacre, right? Let
7: let me see. Well, whatever. Hey, right? Not 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 according to SC. The SC wants to compete. Let's see it. If SC's that good, you know, in real life, I think the collective record of USC's opponents this year is five and fifteen, and UCLA, which is three and three was the best team they faced all year. And they have some massive talent out there. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, they are what they are. The Pac-12 South is the worst division in the worst conference in the Power Five. And you already have Herb Street, who's the voice of college football, like it or not, saying that the American is more respected than the Power Five. And I believe that too american more
5: respected uh, than
7: the pac-12 yeah yeah excuse me and i believe that too because the american went out and played and i think cincinnati would beat usc personally that being said usc has some guys that win one-on-one matchups they have some really talented players on defense but sure put them in let's see it now as far as the other stuff goes like The Pac-12 screwed itself from the get-go. Their protocol's too difficult to get games played, obviously. And they started later than anybody else. Right. To prove what? And now that it's kind of collapsed on itself at the end of the year, I don't. I guess it shouldn't be a surprise. It's disappointing, like because a guy like me, like whatever the championship is or not, all that national college football kind of BS we all get into, which is fun to talk about. I, you know, to me, what does that matter? Not. I just like I was happy to see the the, the brands on the field competing, and it's better than not playing at all. But those the those two things, the protocol being too difficult, and the Big Ten has tasted a lot of that too. And then the late start has really just put them behind the eight ball. I really think the only team that could ever come out of the Big Ten is Ohio State, and that's just because we have confirmation bias from the last you know five or six seven years. Since the college football playoff, which isn't even a playoff, Clay. I mean, we shouldn't call it that. We should just call it the college football invitational, right? Because that's really what it is. It's not a playoff. It's it's an invite. It's 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 like a relay race or something. Not to say that the teams that get invited are not the most deserving, but the fact that they labeled it as a playoff and we call it that is is kind of creepy.
5: So. Well, I just think the idea of it is crazy. We could have Oregon running onto the field because it's going to end up a tight game, I think. We could oh, sure. 4-2 Oregon celebrating a Pac-12 championship. Now, in the ACC, the SEC, or the Big 12, I don't think anybody out there can really dispute that they played full seasons, they played enough games... Whoever wins the championship in those conferences, I think, would be considered a legitimate champion regardless. Yeah. I don't let, think that there's any way to argue that the Pac twelve had a legitimate season.
7: I, I I don't know what a legitimate season is, like quote unquote. For I, I think the Mountain West did a pretty good job, you know, San Jose State, Boise, if that plays, that's That's cool. They weren't able to play earlier in the year. Those are the two best teams in the Mountain West. Uh, I'd like to see that. They didn't play a whole bunch of games, but they played a week earlier than the the Pac-12 did. Uh, But to your point, which I agree with, when it comes to the Big 12 and the ACC and the American and the SEC, what they did overall... That I, that I applaud is honor their football players right, and give them a full season to either keep developing, move on to whatever they're going to do in their life, or move on to the pros, or opt out completely. They had to give them that opportunity. Once they started doing that, and the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the Mountain West were behind they looked like idiots and there was no way to catch up with what was happening. And we talked about it a whole bunch. I was really happy to do the games that I did. I was happy to see the exuberance of the kids. Like talking to those Cal kids before the game, they're excited to play. They want to get after it. I can't imagine flying to Pullman, Washington, which I did twice as a player and not seeing a score after four quarters and flying home it's it's a terrible, empty feeling. It's like my prom
5: night, <laughs> speaking of a terrible empty feeling and your prom night, the Rose Bowl seems like it may be getting moved uh and aware <laughs> an uh they're, they're, what i've I've had some conversations with people, and there seems to be an expectation in all honesty that they may move the game to Dallas because there's nervousness about whether or not they're going to be able to play. You were just talking about the situation in the Pac-12 where you show up and there is nervousness and trepidation depending on who the teams are that because of California restrictions, they may have an issue – and they already know, like, hey, in Dallas or Atlanta or wherever, they could have fans present and know 100% that they can play. So, I mean, I, I legitimately think there's a possibility, maybe even a strong one, that the Rose Bowl isn't going to host one of the playoff games this year.
7: Well, I mean, the Tournament of Roses parade, which a lot of people, I mean, I, I, well, I guess they do, they do uh, really kind of, Equate the two together, but I mean that's not happening. They canceled it like last year. That was like one of the first things that got canceled. Yeah. And when you don't have that, you don't have the parade. It's kind of weird to have the game. They don't always sync up because of the NFL or uh, or or the day of the week, you know, that kind of thing. But for the most part, it sucks to move the Rose Bowl. But I understand. I mean these. Football, we've proven the NFL and a lot of these conferences has proven you can play a bunch of games and you can get it done. And the, the teams that haven't, the teams in the conferences that haven't, are angry. Their coaches are angry. The players feel cheated. I'm glad they got to play a little bit, but I don't blame these sponsors and these TV companies and all these people to, to move a place move the game to a place regionally where it's more friendly for the business that they do. I get it.
5: Petros Papadakis, we will talk to you next week. Your phone, if it makes you feel better. I know it's been a rough uh, past several days. Your phone, flawless.
7: Yeah. I got bags under my eyes that look very uh, – a couple of Samsonites.
5: (laughs) You know, and I'm already, you know, look pretty tired you and I general. are not uh, the most be- the best looking men on television. I think that's fair to say. Well, I'm glad you lumped yourself in with me. That's very kind of you. I appreciate that. Uh, join the team. Uh, we will talk now. Well, maybe not actually, because uh, next week it's Christmas Eve, and you can have I mean, me
7: next week. It's not
5: Christmas Eve on. Yeah, you're. I'm trying to do the math in my head. Yeah, next. I think I'll be out, but you may be. Out. So I'm taking off all next week. That's what oh, I'm. Okay, right. well, that's, that's what I'm trying issue. to get to. Yeah, yeah, that's my issue, not yours. But uh, so what I'm, I was going to say is, Schwartz. have a good Christmas because I might not talk to you personally between now and Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I'll go yeah. with Schwartz if necessary. All right. Well, I appreciate that. We'll talk to him. My uh, bah, bah humbug, indeed. That's Petro's Papadakis. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis.
1: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
4: If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We've been reacting a lot throughout the show today to what was an incredible and improbable and very entertaining Monday Night Football game between the Ravens and the Browns, the Ravens win it late and uh, i i've been saying throughout i feel as if both the browns and the ravens are going to be afc wildcard teams same thing either the colts or the titans is going to win the afc south if i were betting right now i would probably bet on both teams finishing 11 and 5. that would be my bet and if that occurs the Titans would have the tie break in most of those scenarios, although there's still a lot of football to be played. Uh, But the Titans appear likely to end up with a better overall record in the AFC and maybe in the AFC South, depending on how the wins and losses scenario shakes out. If that were the case, then the Titans would get one of the playoff spots. The uh, Colts would get the other. But I think you're going to have to win in order to make the playoffs in the AFC I think you're going to have to win 11 games. And so we're talking about seven really, really good uh, winning AFC football teams. And what I took away from last night's game was the Baltimore Ravens are going to be a playoff team. They got the win they needed to have to get to 11. I think they're going now. They're not in the playoffs right now. They're the eight seed. So it's fair to say we could have a scenario. Remember several years ago, it's been a long, long time. The New England Patriots missed the playoffs with Matt Castle that year. They went 11-5. and So we could have... Look, if the Dolphins won out as well, we could have a scenario where you've got an 11-5 and AFC team that doesn't even make the playoffs. That could happen. Unlikely, given all the games still to play, but it could happen because I feel very good about the Browns being able to get to 11 wins. I feel great about either the Titans or the Colts being able to get to 11 wins and I almost feel it's a certainty that the Ravens are going to get to 11 wins so the AFC playoff picture is going to be absolutely incredible and if the Browns, you were just telling me Dub if the Browns, the Colts and the uh, if the Browns, the Colts and the Dolphins went out, then the Ravens would miss the playoffs even if they won out too which is what I'm what I'm saying. It's possible that an eleven and five team could get left out. I mean, that's not uh, that's not crazy at all about it, but that could end up happening. So the whole thing is just absolutely bonkers in general to think about what the AFC playoff race is going to resemble. And I hope wherever you are last night that you were sitting down and watching what felt like a playoff game between the Browns and the Ravens. And I understand Browns fans being disappointed in the way that game shook out, certainly if you're a Browns fan and you're a gambler. But to me, the Browns over the last two weeks have demonstrated that they are good enough to be able to not only make the playoffs, but to do what you hope you're going to do when you make the playoffs, which is actually win a game there. So Baker Mayfield sitting at nine and four. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens get to eight and five. Huge win for Lamar Jackson. And I keep hammering this home. I don't think anybody's going to want to play Baltimore in the playoffs because they are playing with house money now. If they make the playoffs, they can go on the road and they can beat the Steelers. They can beat the Bills. They can beat the Titans or the Colts, whoever they might be matched up with. The Ravens can get a win in that situation. So, uh, look, there's a lot of football to be played, a lot of interesting angles that are going to be broken down in the final three weeks of the season. I'm pretty excited to see how it all shakes out because as good as the Chiefs are, and I expect the Chiefs to win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl, there are some teams that can give them a little bit of a challenge, I think, along the road. Okay, I told you I was going to tell you this one more time. My top five and my bottom five in the NFL, top five teams in the NFL, Chiefs are the best followed by I've then got the Saints even after their loss. I've got the Packers, I've got the Bills, and I've got the Rams. I have dropped the Steelers out of my top five NFL teams for now. The bottom five teams, this is the Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields sweepstakes, the list of sadness. I have got Carolina, the Cowboys, the Bengals, the Jags, And the Jets as my bottom five teams, the five worst teams in the NFL. All right, we come back uh, tomorrow. It's the college football signing day edition of the program. We'll have a good uh, chat and hang out with you guys. We'll also continue to update you on all the coaching chaos as uh, who will be hired and what the stories are going to be continue to percolate out there. So much to dive into, so much to discuss. Go download the podcast. Search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out Outkick. You can give us five stars. Uh, And we'll also start to break down that fantasy football league for the boys. Lots of money at stake. All that's still to come. Appreciate all of you. This has been OutKick on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.